0: Hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. It's brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom Zoho CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. The host of today's show is Jennifer Powell. I'm excited for a couple <laughs> reasons. Number one, I think I didn't stumble at all in that introduction. First time in six years. That was fantastic. Thank you. And also, you have a new last name, Jennifer, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Do you want to say why you have a new last name <laughs> or are we going to leave that to a mystery? <laughs> I recently got married. Congratulations. Your guest today, You are joined by Ricky Green with Greenhouse Support, and I'll let you take it from here.
1: Yeah, so I'm really excited to have Ricky here on the show today and to really tell him what, tell everybody what's happening and why he got into what he's doing. So I'd like to introduce Ricky Green.
2: Good afternoon, Jennifer, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your program? So
2: Greenhouse Support, Inc. is a program that we decided to start because we wanted to be able to help the most vulnerable people in our community, which are our homeless population and also families and kids that are suffering through poverty right now. And with COVID, is more of an issue more than ever now. And we just want to bring awareness to what's going on and highlight those issues so that we are able to get people to join in to help us, assist those who need the help.
1: I know, um, I read recently that there are a quarter of a million people in the U.S. right now that are homeless. Correct. And that 8% are actually veterans of that homeless place. And over, what is it they said, uh, over 50,000 are children. Correct. And the rest are actually families.
2: That's correct.
1: So, I mean, I I read from the, I recently saw from Atlanta Mission, I mean, last year alone they helped 7,000 people in Atlanta alone.
2: And that's a small portion of what's the homeless population here in the state of Georgia in total. And to make it clear, just because you don't live up under the bridge don't mean you're not homeless. Just because you sleep at the church or over at the Atlanta Union Mission, or in your car, or even sleeping at the hotel, because it becomes a challenge because you are homeless. And so that population is growing daily. And we want to start to put a plan together to help control it and give those that need that help back the help
1: that they deserve. So what programs are you trying to put into place?
2: So we're actually doing a couple of things. One, we want to open up a housing unit. We want to stay away from the word shelter because shelter is such A word that uh, we consider is a bad word.
1: Yeah, it has a stigma to it. Yeah,
2: so we want to open a housing unit, first of all. And what this housing unit does is start to get these people off the street. You cannot rehabilitate yourself or begin to start over or even get to the point where you can help yourself. If you can't even get a good night's sleep, Mm -hmm. a hot meal, a shower, a haircut, You know, it takes you to another level just to have those basic needs. So one, we want to be able to provide that for them, just the basic needs. Then outside of that, we said, well, you can't put everybody in a housing unit. So we have so many families that are stuck in the hotels or in extended stays, but they don't have the basic needs to even be there because the majority of the money that comes in, it goes directly out into paying for the room. So we want to be able to start helping families get those items that they need, such as clothing, food. You know, making sure they have water—the things that we take for granted every day—these people actually still need. Uh, Right now, school is online, predominantly in the whole United States. When you're at the hotel, the internet is basic. Is if you log on, you maybe, maybe cannot. We want to be able to fix that issue so that they can continue to get their education. We just want to be able to provide that smile on people's face that say that somebody cares, somebody is aware of what's going on, and now someone is making it noticed. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people out here who want to help. The problem is we don't know how to help. So when you're driving in your car and you see them by the expressway or you're going into the grocery stores or you just out doing daily errands, people think that you look the other way because you don't want to help or you don't want to care is that it's hard to determine who really needs the help and who just collect their money because we see both stories on the news yeah. so what we want to be able to do is say hey if you give to this organization you know that it goes directly back into helping the community yeah. and helping these people and giving them exactly what they need and we've come to the realization that we can't do it for everybody because everybody don't want it because they've been in the system so long or they've gotten comfortable with it. And then there's been other programs, shelters and other things that been nightmare for them. And we want to get rid of that stigma and show that, hey, listen, there is someone out here who cares. There's someone who want to help you get back on your feet if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. The other flip side to what we're trying to do is that 40% of the people who are homeless has a mental health issue. Yeah. And as we know, especially here in the state of Georgia, that mental health is overlooked so much. Mm-hmm. It get passed off as bad behavior. It get passed off as you acting out. It get passed off as just you're a common criminal. Yeah. And we want to be able to now to provide a place for them to go as well, because unfortunately, some of them won't be able to go back into the community. Yeah. They need a place to be, for the duration of their life. But we want to give them back their pride. We want to be able to provide that.
1: Well, I mean, it's one step more than that. I mean, one thing that was good that came out of COVID is there has been a lot more uh, visibility into mental health because people have had reactions to cabin fever honestly Mm -hmm. and also lack of medication coming to them especially children Uh, in the case of of children who were homeless or are homeless who the only place they were getting food and their medication was at the schools and so now without having a school they're not getting those basic needs covered not to mention the lack of of the ability to get a computer i mean their whole schooling is online and they don't have access to a computer or a laptop so they're not going to school so there's a lot of things that are going on with that. And one of the things that people don't always think about, especially when they talk about homelessness, is the future effects of that for children. Because if they're not well-educated, they're not, they're malnourished, you know, their level of education is lacks behind everybody else that's out there. So early education is a, is a major problem. And the, what we're trying to keep
2: from venting as we think about the kids, is there are parents who have came up in the same situation that their mm-hmm. kids in. We're already behind when it comes to trying to educate. But now you're asking an uneducated parent to educate an educated child. <laughs> child. <laughs> yes. So the, it, it's creating a cycle that if we don't fix soon, then what does the future hold for us as a community? Because these are supposed to be our next community leaders. These mm-hmm. are supposed to be our next senators, our next governors, our next lawyers, our next police officer. You can't do that if you don't have the basic education. And so that's the one thing that we're looking at also. We're reaching out to different organizations. We want to be able to now provide those laptops, those computers. Uh, we've also spoken to the hotels themselves mm-hmm. and maybe we could take their community room or their lobby area and put those computers there so that they can come down each day and do the work we're also looking at retired and certified teachers who are willing to come over and, and give a few hours of tutor a day because we still want them to have that opportunity yeah. you know your situation ain't always be great but if you get great opportunities then it changes your situations
1: no it does i mean and you have the other thing is you have to Educate these kids to the point of of making them understand that by taking opportunities, other doors will open, and, and right now they just don't have any doors to open. Correct. And that's the problem. And even if the doors are presented to themselves, they don't know to open them.
2: That's also correct.
1: And so there's a there's a mental thing, a mental issue, or a mental block to understanding that there's an opportunity, and that opportunity, what that future is, because they can't see the future.
2: So we have a saying that says. If I can't get a good night's sleep, then there's no way I can have a good day's work. Mm -hmm. If I can't get a hot meal, then there's no way possible I can function enough to go to sleep. It's almost like you can't do one without the other. Mm -hmm. If I can't eat, I can't concentrate. If I can't concentrate, I can't learn. If I can't learn, I can't get that opportunity or actually see that door open for me to walk through, all because I started out my day hungry. So it has to be another plan. And that's what we're trying to develop here at Greenhouse, that plan to develop them the opportunity to just get that meal. If we can start the meal, then we can look into the hot shower. Then we can look into a better place to live. But just starting it, Mm -hmm. it makes all the difference in the world.
1: And, I mean, this isn't where you came from either. I mean, you weren't ahead of a not-for-profit. You came out of entrepreneurship and, and business. Correct in my understanding is security. Correct. (laughs) So uh, how come you, I mean, I know you're extremely passionate about this not-for-profit. How come you ended up starting this not-for-profit?
2: So I worked security down at Greater Memorial Hospital for a while, and I developed this thing for 90% of the people that we end up arresting or having to deal with was homeless. And, you know, they were persistent about what it was. You can throw me out today, I'm coming back tomorrow. At some point, (laughs) somebody gonna get tired of something different. And yet nothing different happened. And so I wanted to be that difference maker for them now. I want them to have that opportunity that I don't gotta force myself to sleep at the hospital all night. I don't gotta run the risk of going to jail every day because I'm gonna go into the local store and eat their product up and not pay for it we want to well, be that open
1: room. well a lot of times I mean going to jail is the only place to get three square meals
2: yeah but at this point the jails are overcrowded yeah. we can't even give them the three square meals because it ain't enough square meals to go around
1: <laughs> well that so, and they're not letting them stay anyway because of COVID. COVID so you still end up with the same situation and so, then with COVID, I mean, you have, I mean, you and I talked about this previously with, with the COVID issue, you have homeless that are coming in with COVID and there's no place to put them. There's no. no services to provide them to quarantine.
2: No. So, and that's what we want to start out as if we can quarantine them at the same time, we can also start working with them on other parts of their life. And our hope is that once COVID, you know, go away (laughs) we've already developed that relationship with them and now it's like hey yeah I know COVID is over and I can leave but I'm staying right here because I'm safe here and I get the resources that I need here so and that's what we're trying to bring awareness to and unfortunately COVID hit but a good thing COVID also brought a lot of awareness to some issues that been going on before COVID so it works out
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of things that have been showcased that we didn't realize in the past there's a lot of things we knew about that we were just neglecting to deal with true and we can't because of covid True. and so there's a lot of a lot of ways and i know and a lot of my listeners are businesses and a lot of them are individuals who who have businesses and entrepreneurs and they've been hit really hard too with covid so a lot of times they used to give a lot more in the past and right now they're not sure if they can open their doors in some of the states that that listen to my show And so there's a lot of that going on too. And I just, my understanding, especially with evictions and and things that are gonna be happening in the near future, losing of houses and just because of loss of jobs, there's gonna be a lot more homeless that's going to be occurring. So we looked at it and said, if
2: they're gonna pick back up evictions, which they already have started doing in most areas, and there's no protection So, which means...
1: And I know they did mention that there has been an eviction protection ruling that has gone through, Mm -hmm. but it's not as simple as it sounds.
2: It's not. Because it kind of complicates who it protects and who it don't. And if you already had issues before COVID, then you're not even protected. So, what we're looking at is, we have a program that we start, it's called Spotlight Tuesdays. So, it's the first Tuesday in every month we set up at a location, we bring out the sh- mobile showers, medical, uh, medical, what's the word
1: I'm looking for here? Medical teams and devices. Yeah, so, yeah
2: so they just do basic medical checks, mm-hmm. uh, Make sure medical screening is yes. what I wanna say. Okay. Uh, we also have hot meals, clothing, you know, and it's just not for homeless. If you need a meal, come. If you need a new pair of shoes, come. If you need the basic hygiene products, Come. Because there are more and more people who need it every day now. Well especially medical.
1: Especially medical because now that they're not working, a lot of them have lost their health care, can't afford marketplace, can't they can't actually they have no access to health care. And when they do go in, they're paying full price, out of pocket, no insurance. And so
2: and as we know, if we were barely making the insurance payment, surely we can't go in there and just pay out of pocket for it exactly so we want to be able to offer those services so that they can at least get the basic treatments you know as it get more complex we're working with some providers now who are trying to set up a situation where it's almost like a free clinic a couple of times a month Yeah. that can kind to offset it but even with that it comes at cost but we want to be able just to provide as many services we can
1: now that's amazing and and you've you started this one
2: We started this actually last September, but we have really enforced it and really got everything
1: rolling March 1st of this year. So at the very beginning of COVID quarantine. Yes. (laughs) That must have been hard.
2: Yeah, well, people said, you're starting a business (laughs) right before COVID. I said, yes, because it's going to be a necessity. And now more than ever, it is needed. And so we want to be able to kind of come from behind the curtain, so to speak, and put out, be out front of this thing and let people know that, hey, it is someone out here who cares. And like you said, there's so many other businesses and other people who have given so much to try to help that COVID has actually hurt them too. But there are so many others that say, you know what, I've been holding on to this and I've been really wanting to put it at good use, but I just didn't know how. So okay. that's why, Jennifer, we want to be able to showcase what we can do so those people feel comfortable releasing whether it's funds clothing whatever because it's all needed it's Mm -hmm. not always just about the money it's so much other things can be provided food uh time you know
1: volunteering
2: you know we're gonna need it all because it's got to be a whole community attack to Mm -hmm. fix a community problem
1: and i know that you you're a georgia not-for-profit but this is something that can be actually manufactured and franchised almost in other areas to help other areas with the same issues that are going on here. Correct. So I know that was one of the things that was of interest to you to to be able to expand this program to not just help the community you're in because I know one of the, you're in DeKalb County, Mm -hmm. you really wanted to look at the Atlanta marketplace but you're already talking Gwinnett County, you're talking to the other counties of Georgia also because there's a problem everywhere.
2: It's actually a global problem. Mm-hmm. it's just not in the state of georgia just not <laughs> next door mm-hmm. to alabama it's all 50 states and everybody deal with it different but for so long it's kind of been eh, and leave it be but it has to be a conversation now because now like you said with covid and the loss of jobs and things are we saying that everybody evicted just going to be homeless and we're just going to look the other way
1: can't be no we can't and it's that will cripple the economy it and realistically the only other time in history that that happened i mean the recession hit hard but it wasn't like the depression this can turn into what might end up being a second depression correct and that's that will devastate the community and the economy as a whole because now we're not just a closed-in economy we're a global economy this will take a much longer period of time to fix
2: and you know in the short term as you look at it from a depression. Are we willing to risk and see what the crime is going to be from the fallout of this?
1: Oh, I That's, mean, we've already <laughs> seen the, the start of crime yes. across the nation. And, and but you figure, as
2: the homeless population grows, mm-hmm. so will the crime. So will you know people being hurt, innocent people losing their lives, more people are dying. Yep. So we got to ask ourselves as a nation. Is this the chance we're willing to take?
1: I know. I mean, it's, it's more than that. I mean, as I said, it's an educational issue. Yep. It is a crime issue. You've got a health care issue. And we were trying to also stem and stop the spread of this disease. And you have a homeless population that can't be quarantined or moved away from people. Yes. So you've got a, a population that's not being tested and easily spreading to other people.
2: Because even now if you have your one dollar bill in your hand that you normally would give to somebody i mean with COVID, you know what for everything that we know it's like i can't put that change in his hand i can't put that dollar in his hand because what does he said he don't even have a mask
1: yeah you know, i can't so be you, I, can, I can't be six feet from yeah,
2: him I can, you know <laughs> and i can't i have a family at home so it's a lot of barriers there but we have to put a, something in place to combat those barriers so yeah. that those people can get the help that they need as well because as they say some more than others say the numbers are going down up. however, if you go to test this population, the number's going to be way different because they haven't been tested
1: correct and they have you know they can't abide by the same rules right. If you feel sick, you don't quarantine in your house for 14 days. <laughs> You feel sick, you quarantine in the corner next to the other 25 Five people that are also in that same corner.
2: Or those 25 people don't have it, but now they do because all y'all all in the same corner. <laughs>
1: so. so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues with that. There's no separation. There's no place for them to stay. And, it, and now we're going into flu season. Yes. And the regular population, you know, we're all gunning and getting ready for the fact that when flu season, if it hits as hard as people are projecting it to hit, this is going to be nasty. It is. And COVID is going to double on the flu. And this is not going to be pretty because you're talking about already a communicable disease, a, a virus, and on top of that, another virus.
2: And so, Jennifer, that is why it's so important for Greenhouse to get out and get this facility open because we want to provide a place for them to go. Mm-hmm. It actually helps the health community and it actually helps the state because now I don't want people to think that are oh, we trying to separate them or get rid- No, we're trying to put them in a safe place and give them the basic needs that they're needing so that it don't spread and we can't control it because we it's almost out of uncontrollable right now but mm-hmm. if, if it starts to be everywhere then what happens
1: exactly and I mean I know that a lot of my listeners are probably going to want to know a few things, okay? Okay. First, you said that you, there's a whole bunch of ways to help, not just money. Correct. So what kind of things do you need? I mean, and where do they send them or how did they get them to you? With COVID, a lot of people aren't seeing each other in person. So right now, you can
2: reach us at informationforgreenhouse.org, and you can send us a message and say, hey, listen, I want to help. This is what I want to do. And we will reach out to you through email. You may say, well, I just want to just mail some clothes I have, or I want to donate. So you would just mail it to our address. It's 2805 White Oak Drive, Decatur, Georgia, 332. Uh, We have three ways that you can give. We're on PayPal at greenhouse.org. We're also on the Givelify app at uh, the Greenhouse Support, Inc., and we're also on Cash App at Greenhouse Support, Inc. And if you go onto our website, www.greenhousesupport.org, you'll see our emblem and the same emblems on all three places. Uh, anything, you know, it, it sounds so simple, but it's literally anything because there's so many so many needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, from hygiene products to Like you said, it's getting ready to be flu season, so people are going to need blankets. They're going to need jackets. They're going to need socks. So we want to be able to provide those things to them. Um, So what we have decided to do, we're taking the month of October and call it our collection month. And what we're going to do is we're going to collect products and funds and everything the whole month of October. November 10th is the first Tuesday. The second Tuesday in uh, November, Mm -hmm. we're going to host – a main event downtown Atlanta where we will be able to give out shoes, clothing, hygiene products, hot shower meals. We'll have the medical screening out there. We'll also have other types of resources out there. So what we want to be able to do is say, listen, if we're not able to move forward with the facility right away, then this is the next best thing. Mm -hmm. And if that means we got to be out there every week through the beginning of the year, that's what we're going to do.
1: No, that's amazing. And I, it's humbling that you've, you've put this kind of, you, you put your passion behind helping such a large community and such an important project. And you put, I mean, it's a lot of work. Don't get me yes. wrong. Having a not for profit is a lot of work in general, but you're trying to organize every form of help for the, for an individual. And that's sure. a lot of different vendors to deal with the different kinds of things. You have to get a lot of support from a lot of places, a true community support. So I, I it's very humbling that, that Jennifer, you've done this.
2: You know, we think that in order to improve our communities, we've got to be willing to help our communities. Mm-hmm. And everybody can always say what's best, but until you actually get out and get it done yourself, and be a voice then it's just foreign language you know uh one of my favorite quotes is that god uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things and we right. just ordinary people who want to do an extraordinary thing that's needed yeah and that's the most important thing
1: no, it's fantastic. And everybody out there, seriously, look in your cabinets. There are stuff you don't use. There's, I'm telling you, you, you know there's a shirt in there, there's a coat in there that still has a tag on it, yeah. that has been there for the last year and a half, or that outfit that you keep looking at and saying, well, I'm going to be that size again, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. so- pull it out of your drawers out of your closets look in your pantries you know there's stuff in there that's still good that you're not gonna eat (laughs) just take it and send it I mean it's as simple as sending it out to them send them that extra tube of toothpaste that that extra deodorant that you have in there and send them the money to support if you don't have the products but or come out and help them on in November if you can I know that it's covid and they're taking the protection yes. so just keep in mind he's trying to protect everybody including the volunteers that come out correct <laughs> so keep in mind they will have all of the the cdc guidelines covered when they're doing this event um but every you know spotlight tuesday come out on a tuesday and and see what they're doing and help out drop a bag off if they you're not going to stay and volunteer i mean if it you can't send helps.
2: it all of
1: it so i this is something that is needed and think not just okay this is someone that's sitting on the side of the road this is kids who aren't going to school this is families who literally could have been your next door neighbor a day ago but because of covid they're in a situation that just can't be put in place there there is just a lot of different things that are causing this issue and it's going to get worse it's not going to get better businesses are going to continue to close. Things right. are going to get a little rougher and there isn't a lot of help out there. I, realistically, I know that the government is, is doing whatever they're doing, yeah. good or bad. The, it is what I, it is at this point. But right now, people are not getting unemployment. They're not getting things that they need to survive. The and, basic needs. And it is basic needs and everything costs money and it's going to get worse and especially without the eviction piece and the eviction memorandum that did go through basically says that hey you can't be evicted but even though you can't pay your bill you will eventually have to pay your bill and it will continue to accrue with the late fees but they just can't get rid of you well that's going to be a problem too because once that memorandum is gone there's going to be bigger issues than just eviction on that one because where's the money going to come from? <laughs> it, that's just it. There's no money. <laughs> so there's going to be a major issues that in that are the government and the people and companies are going to have to deal with uh, in regards to people's living situations. And the you know, it's going to be a lot of loans going under, yes. <laughs> and a lot of businesses and a lot of buildings. So it's just it's going to be an interesting next couple of years because this was just the initial fallout right Uh we we are just going through the beginning parts where people were quarantined they're losing their jobs now they're running out of money Uh and instead of opening up after quarantine businesses are closing after after quarantine quarantine. (laughs) so and that's going to continue and then it is a trickle down effect and there will be an effect where The issues are going to be, it's going to get worse and the the people who are already low income, the people who are in the middle class, even people in the upper middle class are going to feel those effects in a very big way. And it's going to continually happen and the economy is going to be affected by this as a whole. And so go out there and help now because now is when it's gonna be needed most because if we can stem the problems in like halt some of the issues yes as a community then i think that we have a better shot of surviving this that's correct so definitely reach out to him and help this time it's important please
0: and before we go jennifer why don't we have ricky give the website one more time for people that want more information that's going to be www.greenhousesupportinc.org All right, Ricky, thank you very much, and thank you, Jennifer. This has been Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. To find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., visit uh, their website at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. You can also give them a call at 470-202-8659. You've been listening to Strategic Insights Radio right here on Business Radio X.